With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Colin McGuigan for AFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. You were going to attempt to do my accent there, you know. Go, attempt it. This is Colin McGuigan, proudly sponsored by Sports Direct and Everlast. This is... That's horrendous. That's like a mix of Brian Peters and my accent. It's because you speak to Brian Peters so much, you've messed it up there. Shocking, Frank. I thought it was quite good, boy. <laughs> oh, Frank, in New Orleans, bringing big-time boxing back to New Orleans, Louisiana. First off, how's ticket sales went for this one? Has it, has it been a, a good gate return so far? Yeah, so far it's been good. You know, it's going to pick up as well the last few days. You know, we didn't have the ultimate amount of time that we would ideally have liked. You know, we would have done this event in, I think, a six-week turnaround or five and a half weeks since we signed Regis Progro. We announced, obviously, at the Canelo fight back in the start of May. Um, but, yeah, it's been a success and going to be in for a great night on Saturday night. It's good to come to, you know, new markets for us, obviously. Regis fought here in the World Boxing Super Series, what, four years ago? Something like that, you know, quite a long time ago. So it's uh, it's good to do it and uh, looking forward to a great atmosphere on Saturday. When this fight was made, it was originally Liam Paro, which was a great fight in itself. Then he pulls out through injury. There's rumours that is going to step in. You end up with Zorilla, not taking anything away from Zorilla, had a great fight against Barbosa, but ultimately, did you want a, a better opponent? Did you want a bigger name for Regis in this fight? Look, I think the style of this fight is going gonna, is gonna to really gel. And I actually think, you look at Zorilla's record, he had a very cl cl close fight against Barbosa in his only loss. Uh, so I think we're in for a great fight. You know, we, we did try and push for the Barbosa fight. That, you know, didn't, it didn't work out. Um, but I think we're in for a great fight on Saturday. It was unfortunate the Liam Paro injury because, you know, we worked with Liam for a long time and we wanted to deliver him that world title shot. Um, but, you know, he'll be back soon, I'm sure. But focus is Regis Progre, getting him back out there and, you know, some massive fights to be made in a 140-pound division. You're now a major player in the 140-pound division with Matchroom. Yeah, uh, well, you personally also, mate. But in terms of what, what you can bring to the table for Regis, not looking past Sorilla, but what's the type of fight that you want to see Regis Progre in next? Is it a, the likes of a Devin Haney, who's a promotional free agent, who's, you know, touted to be working with Matchroom next, potentially might be here on Saturday? What can you tell us about that? Look, obviously, we'd love to make the Devin Haney fight. It's a massive fight to be made 
you know, we had the pleasure of working de with Devon for you know three or so years, um, and it's tremendous what he's done in the sport and what he's achieved in such a short space of time. Uh, I think the he hasn't made a decision yet. I don't think about weight, but I think more likely he goes up to 140. But there's some great fights to be made there. Yeah, look, Regis Progre against Devon Haney, huge fight. We've obviously got Jack Cattrall, tremendous fighter. You know, who, who looked great in his return a couple of weeks back. Now that's a that's a fight that's been spoken about a lot. So there's a lot of big fights to be made in the 140 pound division. A lot lot of exciting fights. You know, Tiafimo with a great win as well on Saturday night. I didn't watch it all, but you know, it just shows. You know the, the skill and the ability TFMO's got because a lot of people thought he, you know, he looked comfortable in that victory on Saturday against Josh Taylor. So look, lots of exciting fights out there to be made. Lots of people who are free agents. So you know, a lot to look forward to. But Regis was a key part of the puzzle for us to get him to sign him. He was a focus for us, uh, and he's a focus for our business. And um, you know, we're going to make sure we deliver for him. I've just spoke to Regis and I, I touted some of these fights. He said he'd love the Haney fight. He'd love Tiafimo. He says he stops Tiafimo, but. Also, I spoke to him about the potential of a Josh Taylor rematch. Is that something that's going to be dead in the water now with the loss? He insisted that that's one he could get himself right up for. Is that the type of fight that you would be willing to work with top rank to make next? Look, possibly. You know, Josh Taylor, he's got a built a name for himself. Look, there's the potential Josh Taylor-Jack Cattrall rematch in time as well. But ideally, you'd like Jack Cattrall to have a belt for that. You know, that's our focus is to get Jack Cattrall a world title opportunity. Um, you know, we've, there's been discussions around Matias in the past. I don't think, you know, we sort of moved our focus to pro grade. But there's lots of fights to be made there. Um, and, you know, I don't think losing, we've said, spoken about this a lot, I don't think losing should be defined as your careers, you know, if you can be in entertaining fights and there's there's a bit of history and a bit of beef and you know build up there, that makes up for it. Um, so I think all these guys are, are willing to fight each other and there's big fights to be made there. In the US, a market that you're you're still getting to grips with, if we can say you're you're taking over different cities at different times. What's next on the US market for for Matchroom? Obviously, you've got Berlanga next week, but is there more fights in the pipeline to be announced at the moment? Yeah, look, we've got another fight with Progre later in the year. Diego Pacheco looking to headline, you know, obviously fights in Mexico first, but looking to headline in LA later in the year with him. We're working to finalise the Jesse Rodriguez against Sonny Edwards fight, the unification, for the uh, sort of November, December time in the US as well. Lots of fights planned. We're working through our whole schedule as things, as, as things play out. But yeah, lots of exciting opportunities on the horizon. Uh, so we'll be announced, I, I guess, in the next few weeks, I hope. A lot of people have been talking about PBC and Showtime with this Garcia-Davis fight, now Spence Crawford. Do you feel that you're still on the same level as them in terms of promoting these big fights and bringing big-time boxing around the US? Look, they've had a great run, and it's great for the sport of boxing. Um, as you say, Garcia against Haney. Uh, Garcia against Tank. Yeah, Garcia against Tank, that's the one. And uh, Spence against Crawford, you know, two brilliant fights for the sport. I think they needed to make big fights. They were in a bit of a tough position. They hadn't really been making them. But look, for us as a British business who's come over here and built up over a period of time, and we promoted six of Canelo's last seven fights. Canelo's, quite simply, easily put, the biggest star in, in US uh, boxing, if not global boxing. Um, so, you know, we're in a great position. We can always, there's always more fights to be made. You know, it's, it's never ended. That's the good thing about this business. There's constant fights to be made. But it's about building stars for the future as well. And that's why the likes of Diego Pacheco, as we say before, it, it, we just signed a long-term three-year extension with him. You know, he excites us. And he's a fighter that we believe can take over over the coming years. Um, so, look, Showtime, uh, PBC, done a great job with those fights.
and again brilliant for the sport of boxing you know and it's a it's you know they've had a brilliant run but it's about being consistent over a long long period of time and that's what we'll continue to do you mentioned they're being involved in six of the last seven of Canelo's fights is it likely that you won't be involved in this next fight with the the likes of Badu Jack and Charlo being touted as potential opponents? Yeah, look, we're discussing as well with Skill Challenge about the Badu Jack fight. You know, we actually met Prince Khalid a few weeks ago and, and Eddie Eddie was discussing that. Um, I'm speaking to Amir Abdullah later today as well. You know, so there's obviously other fights to be made as well. You know, Belanga's a potential. You know, I know there's maybe the Bivol fight doesn't look as likely now, but that's still one for the future as well. So look, there's massive fights still to be made. Uh, Canelo hasn't made a decision yet, or, or Eddie Reynoso. Um, so we'll see, we'd, look, we'd love to be involved. Of course we would love to be involved. But at the same time, he's gonna do the fights that cement his legacy as well, like he did when he went off for the Caleb Plant fight. I believe they enjoy working with us. I believe we have a great relationship, hence why we've done all of these fights together. Um, but yeah, let, let's see how things play out. Of course, we'd love to continue working with Canelo Alvarez. Bivol's one that you mentioned there. What's next for him if, it, if it's not the Canelo fight, which looks very unlikely at this point? Is Benavidez a potential? Maybe. I mean, the, the truth is, it's hard at 175. There's not a ton of opponents. He's beat a lot of them as well already. You know, uh, we tried to make fights against, you know, we tried to make the Joshua Buatzi fight. He didn't want to take it at the time, for whatever reason. I think he's fighting Dan Aziz now. Um, you know, I think you look at the the pipeline, you've obviously got Callum Smith fighting Baturbia. Dimitri wants to become undisputed champion. You know, he that's that's his focus. So he'll want the winner of that fight. Obviously we're with Callum Smith. He's it's a tough fight against Baturbia, but we believe he he's got a very good chance of doing the job against him. Um but you know, the undisputed fight there is a is a massive fight. Um but I think he's gonna want to get out in between. It's just picking the right opponent, you know, and and like I say, there's not tons of options there in the 175 division so we have to see but that's definitely the focus for us is the undisputed fight at some point soon that you know the the smith batavia fights august so you're probably looking at sort of november december january time for that uh bivol fight against the winner i spoke to edgar berlanga um the other day in new york and we spoke about the potential of a canelo fight in yankee stadium i've spoke to you about this to you before how feasible is it that we could see something like that before the end of this year, potentially, or is that too soon? I think the timing's maybe different. Look, Edgar Belanga needs a, bit, a big win. Uh, I think he needs to go in there, and if that's against Jason Green, he needs a great performance. And I believe he, he can show us a great performance. You know, he's, he's looked great in training. Um, I think might be a struggle this year. Now, we've spoken to the Yankees, as I said, said to you before, a few times, got a good relationship with them, done some promo stuff there over the years. Uh, the team are big boxing fans as well. so. You know, I believe that's something that can happen, but Edgar's got to focus on June 24th against uh, against Jason Quigley. Um, and, you know, get through that. You know, if he gets through that in stylish fashion, it makes the Canelo fight a lot more realistic sooner rather than later. Can you give us some dates for August and September, matchroom-wise? What can you give us? Yeah, obviously, look, we, we, we're announced up to July 15th. got a weekend off July 22nd, which is quite nice. For my birthday on July 24th, it's like I planned it. Um, July 29th, obviously looking to do London, Fabio Wardley, Cash against Ammo Williams, a couple of other fights on there as well. Um, August 12th, obviously the date for AJ that we're working towards for the O2. AJ White? Possibly, yeah. It's, it's, it's going back and forward. It's a fight we'd love to make. Still discussions ongoing there. 
August 19th, Birmingham Next Gen, Galalia Fire Headlines, Sol Dakers on there as well, Aaron Bowen on the card, Cyrus Patterson, you know, a stack card, a great Next Gen show as well, and you know, look, Galalia Fire is not far off, he's probably three or four fights off fighting for a world title, he wants to move quickly, um, and, a, and a great talent, so we've got to keep him active now. August 26th, you've got Usyk against Dubois that weekend, so I think, you know, I'm not sure what we'll do there. Maybe we look at a US show possibly that weekend. Uh, September 2nd, possibly a catch-all date. Depends a little bit on what happens with Progray. You know, got Cordina around that sort of time as well. Like I say, you've got a Progray subject to Saturday night coming back out around that sort of period. Um, September 23rd is obviously a date touted for a potential Abu Dhabi show with Eubank Ben. Now, we've got a busy, busy schedule we're looking at. Potentially the whole Wood Warrington situation, you know, subject to Komatov, obviously got Taylor Cameron, so many big fights to be made for the back end of this year. And that's that's what we're working through with Zone now to build out that schedule and get a plan in place. You said Eubank Ben, September 23rd, Abu Dhabi. How close is that to being made? You're you're in a very privileged position in these talks, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, on, it's ongoing. It's never made until it's made, unfortunately. That's the joys of boxing. You can feel like you're getting so close. Um... It's a focus for us to try and deliver that. Um, but let's see, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I think, or week or so, that one will play out and we'll see where we fall. But it's definitely a focus for us to try and deliver that for that day. We've seen uh, Fraser Clark being announced as the headline in an eight-rounder. What did you make of that from Boxer? It's very strange. It's The whole thing is very strange. You know, you say he needs a 10-round fight to gain experience. I don't have a problem with Marius Wack, by the way. You know, the one thing with Fraser Clark, I feel bad for Fraser Clark. You know, I don't think he's, he's been dealt with the right way. Fraser Clark's a tremendous fighter, and he's, he's fought the best in what, especially World Series of Boxing, which is more like professional boxing. You know, what's he been doing? 10, 12 years, something like that, at the highest, highest level, really, um, against some of the best names out there. So he needs to be moved at the right sort of pace. Again, whack, don't have a problem with, but eight rounds headlining on Sky. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, headline an eight-rounder on Sky Sports. Good luck to them. If that's the business they're in, good luck. Would you have liked to see them pull that show completely? If you were in their position, if you were in Ben Shalom's position, would you have pulled that show completely? I don't... I, it's, you Look, fair play keeping the show, because you always want to deliver opportunities for fighters. And at the end of the day, they're the ones working hard in the gym. So this isn't like a... in any way against the, the sort of... Look, we've always been all been in situations where it hasn't gone completely to plan. But you'd think really on a Sky show, you'd want more than an eight-rounder headline in the card. So, look, you can't take anything away from delivering fighters opportunities because they're the ones who work hardest. They, des they deserve it. They're in the gym training hard. But I think they need to look at what they're doing. I thought the whole idea was that Fraser, regardless of whether it was main event chief support, he was fighting a 10-rounder. I thought that was the whole thing of why they pulled him out the first bit, because he needed a 10-round fight for experience. So why is he fighting an 8-rounder? So do you believe that they have intentionally pulled him out of that purse bid for no reason other than they don't want him to fight Fabio Wardley? Not they don't want him to fight Fabio Wardley. It's nothing to do with that. They don't want the chance of him fighting on design. Why do you think that is? Because they've pumped a load of money in, and now haven't got the money to back a purse bid. Is the reality. It's part and part. Look, you can't. I'd write, like I say, I've said a few times, just come out and say we don't want him to fight on the zone. At least people will go, fair play. They might go, you're morons, but fair play. Like, this is a hard sport. Boxers deserve to make. Like, Fabio Woodley would have taken that fight 
a year ago, I'm sure, uh, sorry, uh, Fraser Clark would have taken that fight a year ago. It's not Fraser Clark. Fraser Clark is, like I say, he's boxed at the top level against the top fighters. Yes, experience of rounds, etc. But he, if it was him making a decision, yes, he would have taken that fight if it was ordered a year ago. You know, rightly or wrongly. He's been pulled out on the basis that they do not want him to fight on another platform because they've put money into him, invested money into him, and they just don't want him to. That's the way things go. You invest much like, look at Callum Smith, right? Callum Smith, we've invested in the final eliminator, etc., etc. We lost the purse bid, fair play. And so he fights on another platform. But that's what you do for your fighters. You invest and you do for the, the best of them. And Fraser Clark would have got the ultimate payday. But Boxer couldn't afford it. So, you know, I, I don't think... But they handled it terribly. And when you handle it terribly, you should have just come out afterwards and gone, all right, yeah, basically, we didn't want him to fight on any other platform. That is the most simple way of explaining it. It isn't about Fraser, Clark, Fabio, Woodley. It's nothing to do with it. Frank Smith on smoke. Frank, I want to move on to AJ White. How close is that fight to being made? Because obviously we're, we're edging closer to the 12th. Will that be announced within the next couple of weeks? It needs to, like, look, we need to move it. Whatever we're doing with AJ for August 12th, it needs to move very quickly. Um, there's still work to be done. I'm not, like, I can't sit here and say, yes, it's done. It's a fight everyone's very interested in trying to make happen. Um, but still work to be done. Still detail to go through. Um, and, yeah, no, not, not signed or delivered just yet. But it's a fight we're all focused on trying to make. If it is Dillian White, where does it land? Is that still a stadium fight? I think it can be, for sure. I think it's a massive fight. I think, you know, in that in that fight, you've got two of the biggest names in British boxing current day and two of the biggest heavyweights. Like, when you look at, if you look at the top five or six heavyweights, especially from an exposure perspective, you've probably got AJ White, uh, Wilder, Fury, Usyk. Probably top five or six, you know, in terms of the fights they've all been in. Like, don't get me wrong, there's other, obviously, Joyce, Dubois, etc. So I'm not taking anything away from them. But they're, like, profile-wise, the biggest. So, look, I think it's a massive fight. Um, but, yeah, still, the focus always was we booked the O2 a while back for the August 12th date. It was, was that. We're looking at op options now. So let's see. If not Dillian White, who else is in the reckoning for this fight? We, we're actually we're working through a few things now. We're going back and forward with, on a few discussions around that again it's getting the right type of opponent as well look with the focus as well of an december date against deontay wilder which is a fight aj wants and he's calling for he wants the the, the wilder fight and i'm very confident that will deliver that will be delivered in saudi so we're just working through the names now again it's not an extensive list of heavyweight opponents especially he's boxed a lot of them as well and a lot of them are busy eddie said to me on an interview probably about a month ago now that if the Deontay Wilder fight goes ahead, he will not fight Dillian White in August. Is that still the position? I think there's still discussion around what's right. What, but look, we're focused firstly, August discussion, and at the same time I was with uh, Skill Challenge on Saturday in London discussing the, the, the Wilder and the December plans. I'm speaking to Amir Abdullah later today as well. So, you know, there's lots of conversations still ongoing, lots of moving parts as part of it all. But, you know, I feel like we're, uh, we'll get somewhere very soon in the next week. Do you still feel that that December dick does go ahead with Wilder? And do you think that Fury Usyk can still land on the same night? 
I think Wilder against AJ will go ahead, yeah, in December. I think regardless of what happens with Fury against Usyk, you know, I think that's a... Ma Look, I, I, I said it the other day, I think Wilder against AJ is commercially a bigger fight than Fury against Usyk, regardless of belts. It's just the truth, I think. Especially from a global appeal. Um, I think that that is the focus for us, is delivering AJ that fight against Deontay Wilder. It's what we plan to do and let Fury and those, you know, it changes every day what Fury's doing. So sort of let them carry on with what they're doing. It's not our business. I've spoke to you quite a bit on these US trips about potential US signings. Spoke to you about Ryan Garcia. I'll take an assist if he ever does sign a matchroom on that one. Um, who are you speaking to at the moment? Who, who would you like to sign? I know we, the doors are always open at Matchroom USA. Who's on the horizon to be announced? Well, I mean, look, you only have to look at the next two weeks of shows. Regis Progray we signed recently. He was a, you know, a tremendous fighter that we're, we're very excited by. Edgar Belanga the following week signed a new extension with Diego Pacheco. As I say, a fighter we believe in for the long term. Austin Williams is a fighter we believe in as well. Jesse Rodriguez, obviously, with the big Sonny Edwards fight towards the end of the year. Signed Andy Cruz, you know, one of the best, I think the best amateur fighters in recent times. Can't wait to get started with him on July 15th. Um, Alicia Baumgarten, the headline, she's built a massive profile for herself and really looked great. You know, look, we are always looking at new fighters. You know, there, there's a balance between how many fighters you can sign. I've just listed out there all the extensions and new signings we've done over the past two months. You know, so, but there's lots of big names out there. And if a big name comes up and is it, they're a free agent, we're always up for it. We're always looking to do something. Um, so, you know, I believe now what we've built over this time is that people, we're in that list of the two or three people you go to with, you know, you've got PBC, you've got top rank and us, I think are the key ones. So is there nothing on the immediate horizon for Match from USA in terms of a new signing? Not, not right now, but lots of opportunity, lots of potential discussions. As I say, Devin, we'd love to have Devin Haney back. He's a free agent now. Potential for the pro-grade fight would be great. You know, so many fights out there, so many great fighters. So, you know, let's, let's see. Uh, we're always open for new fighters. Will Devin be in town on Saturday night? I've heard that rumour that he'll be here to have a, a discussion with Matram about potentially signing. Uh, possibly. We'd love to have him here. You know, we'd, like I say, we get on very well with Devin. Been, been uh, had a great relationship for many, many years. So it'd be great to have him here. So let's see. Hopefully he does. Triple G, Billy Joe Saunders, a fight that's been talked about. Is there any movement on that? No, I actually, I've just messaged Triple G's team, because we're here between here and New York, I'm going to try and see if we can go out and see him, you know, look, he obviously vacated his belts, he had mandatories put on him, which didn't make, in reality, didn't make any sense for Gennady Golovkin, is the, is the truth, he's a big enough name now without the belts, and there's big enough fights out there, I think he just, you know, he's 40 years old now, maybe 41, he needs to make a decision as to what he wants to do, I think he's still got He's still got a lot to give the sport. You know, he's been a tremendous fighter for many years, and I think there's still opportunities out there for him. Um, you know, I think it would be great to do a fight in Kazakhstan with Gennady Golovkin. Um, but let, let's see. You know, I, I'd love to have those discussions. Billy Joe, I think, is uh, it was DMing Edgar Blanga as yeah, well, wasn't he? Yeah, so let, we'll see. I'm sure Billy Joe, uh, I'm not sure when he's looking to come back, but I, I'm sure we'll have discussions as and when that plays out. Well, Frank, thank you very much for your time. We'll catch up again. I'll not get you to do any impressions today. You don't seem as if you're you're in the mood after 22 minutes of smoke being blown a box of there, so I appreciate your time, mate. No, 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 not me. Uh, but I gave you an Irish impression. That was 
be that far. Bad enough, wasn't it? Yeah. So there you go. Thanks, Frank. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.